Hello and welcome to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast brought to you by the Polar Pro Studio. I'm your host, Dave Mays, and today's guest is Zach Mayfield. How we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Zach has been on the show before, but a lot has changed since then. He's been the host of Kinetika now for over six months, as well as growing his personal channel. If you haven't listened to my first interview with Zach, I highly encourage you to do so. In that interview, we talk about his journey to YouTube as well as his journey being a professional musician. Zach is a good friend of mine and a hilarious filmmaker and YouTuber. So it was a real joy for me to do this interview in his actual studio space in Nashville, Tennessee. If you're an audio listener only, I would encourage you guys again to go to youtube.com and search for the Golden Hour Podcast. There you can watch my video interview with Zach. Even if you don't watch it, just give us a little sub. I'd really appreciate it. All right, without any further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Zach Mayfield. But yeah, I'm here in Nashville wearing a Sony Simp hat in yes. your house. Thank you for welcoming me into the Kinetika set. Of course. Thanks for being here. <laughs> it's my new studio room. Got some parks and rec decor. That's pretty much all I have. Yes. Um, This is cool because last time we did a podcast, mm-hmm. we were in your California area. Yeah. Now we're back in Nashville. That was the second of the third of the three places I lived yep. in California. Yeah, I uh, last time we had you on the show uh, was the big transition where I was leaving Kinotika. You took over, mm-hmm. and then I started working for Indie Mogul, and now here we are. Um, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know or isn't aware, I have left Indie Mogul officially. Um, I don't, you know, know what they're going to be doing, but I had to make this decision for myself, for my family. And uh, we moved back home to Nashville to be near my parents, to be near Zach, honestly, uh, to work together. And then I've also picked up a job with my cousins doing some wedding promotional stuff. So I'll talk about that on my personal channel and stuff. But I am back and I'm doing my own thing. So I'm so excited for you to be back too, just like (laughs) for selfish reasons, (laughs) because we can make videos together now and just be a part of each other's projects for fun. So that'll be cool. It's a very full circle moment. Yes. Are we able to talk about Connor? Yeah, we could talk about Connor. Okay. Connor, <laughs> the old editor of Kinotika when you and when Connor and Dave worked together, yeah. is also moving back to Nashville from California. <laughs> so the boys are truly back in town now. And I dude, I'm just I'm excited to have a YouTube friend. Yes. Just a friend that understands my language. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I'm I'm determined to find a Nashville youtubers i know they're mm-hmm. out here uh probably not in our niche so much but right. i i have heard of some people that you know do like woodworking and uh like farm life stuff yeah and i actually have some friends that are family vloggers that actually moved from california to nashville floggers really so yeah i would love to maybe we could start a little group and have like a youtuber nashville group yeah that's actually know. something i started to plan before global yeah, pandemonium that happened. is a thing yeah, I wanted to start like a monthly meetup where any sort of YouTuber or content creator could come and hang out and learn from each other, or just feel heard and understood because <laughs> it's a weird world, you know, yeah. making Are you content. comfortable in that chair? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm just kind of wiggling. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous right now. I don't know why. I'm in my own room. <laughs> it's just interesting. Well, no, I mean, it's the Golden Hour Podcast. It's a big deal, is, man. This is a big deal, man. <laughs> So it no, makes me wiggly. I have a lot of plans for this show. Uh, I have a lot of plans for the future, and you're going to hopefully be a part of that along with Connor. So yeah. stay tuned for that. Yeah, I'm glad you could keep doing this show. 
Yeah, I'm thankful to Polar Pro. They allowed it. Uh, almost all the employees at Polar Pro have gone remote because of COVID. So mm-hmm. I just talked to them and they said, yeah, let's do it. So yeah. uh, I'm actually going to be building a little golden hour set in my bedroom. Uh, that's like a dedicated golden hour podcast room. So, And Dave's new house is amazing. <laughs> it has like we're 100 rooms. It. Yeah, we're <laughs> so cool it's it's actually mind-blowing if anybody in america is you know familiar with california rent prices i mean what we were paying for a three-bedroom apartment is still significantly more than what we're paying for a five-bedroom house with a backyard in nashville so um if anybody is aware of that i mean it's like it's insane we're actually saving money and getting a massive upgrade don't mm-hmm. tell anybody because right. then they'll ruin it yeah <laughs> your taxes but, will be lower too Taxes are lower, more freedom in terms of like space. There's just more room for stuff. People yeah. are kind of more chill. Um, but I, I'm interested to see like how it's going to go because California also has kind of this energy to it mm-hmm. that I really was attracted to. Just this creative energy. People are very like used to creatives there. So like I noticed being a YouTuber in L.A. is not weird. Like right. People don't find it strange. It's kind of like, oh, cool. Yeah, my cousin does that too. You know? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, actually. <laughs> and, uh, and then obviously, like, all the big YouTubers in our niche, not all, but a lot of them do live there. So yeah. I was good friends with Armando and uh, Justine and Jevin and Joshio and Potato Jet. I mean, they're all over there. So, um, you know, it is it is what it is. And hopefully when travel happens again, we can still be friends. But yep. Still do some <laughs> collabs and stuff. But even with that being said, like... It wasn't like we were hanging out with each other. It's just we're in the same area. Yeah, but so. it's nice to feel like you got homies in the area that you could hit up, people well, you can work with. Now, now we have each other. Now, now you and I have each yeah. other. So <laughs> we got to start that in Nashville somehow. So uh, again, if you haven't listened to my podcast with Zach, the original podcast, Part we'll link one. it in the description or the show notes. Um, you can learn about Zach's kind of career as a musician, as a filmmaker. And then how he has entered into Kinetika. Yeah. But now it's been, what, five months or so? Yeah. it's Time has flown. Five or six months. It's been so crazy. Yeah. Now I'm in full swing doing my Kinotika work. Yep. So one video a week about camera gear and tech. It's been cool. It's been a little challenging yeah. being alone because I transitioned from working with a production team mm-hmm. on commercials and music videos and that stuff into... One video a week by myself, but I like it much more. Than, <laughs> we were just talking about this before the podcast. Freelance life mm-hmm. is very challenging. It is. Like, especially financially, because you, sometimes you just don't know where your money's coming from. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that I have a consistent amount of budget. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I know what's happening. I have a little bit of peace now. <laughs> it's just nice. Exactly. And the thing that I was so attracted to with YouTube is that for the first time in my life, I realized I can make whatever I wanted. And oh my gosh. I can yeah. make it as weird and kooky as, as possible. <laughs> and people are either annoyed by it or they love it. Yeah. And that's what attracted me to you and to your style and why I thought you'd be such a great fit for Kinetika. And as you've been doing it i've been seeing you grow and just get better as a creative and you're also growing on your personal channel as well quite a bit and uh one of the things that i just love about your style is that you're so authentic to yourself and people really just connect with zach they just love zach dude i appreciate it yeah it's uh including philip bloom (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah philip if you're watching he started commenting on my videos recently and 
it makes me pee a little bit each time. <laughs> and it it just like he's the OG. He's the he is man. He's it's the crazy. goat. He's the I, goat. I've told him this on Instagram, I think, but. When I first got into cameras and started looking up YouTube videos, like reviews and stuff, he was one of the first people that I saw. And he was the reason I found out about Film Convert, yep. which is the <laughs> color grading I've used since day one. Yeah. So yeah, he's been a huge inspiration and seeing him encouraging me has been very strange, Yeah. really cool. But I wanna meet him. I, wanna, I can't wait to start meeting days, people. Yeah, when after, things open up. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that I've really missed this year. And one of the things that you've kind of been robbed of being in this niche now is like normally we'd go to NAB, Cinegear, VidCon, oh. all that stuff. But it'll happen again. And we'll, you, me, and Connor will get like tickets together. Yeah. And we'll room together. It'll be a blast. We'll again. wear like Hawaiian shirts and yeah. stuff and <laughs> just look like three dorks there. That'd be so fun. We're, uh, and by the way, I'm wearing your Sony Simp merch oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Check out my merch, guys. Everybody go over to is it ZachMayfield.com. Or? Yeah. Or is it something like that. Zachariah? Uh, ZachariahMayfield.com because Zach Mayfield was taken. Uh, boo. <laughs> yeah. Boo <rip>. other Zach. <laughs> yeah. Who is that guy? <laughs> I don't know. He's frustrating, though. <laughs> I don't like him. But yeah, um, that's another thing. I mean, you've been able to kind of create a brand around your quirkiness with the the merch that you've been doing you have the crannon hat <laughs> you have the fuji juice hat i just hope i don't get sued <laughs> you've got the sony simp uh merch line yep. um what's the like what's the message behind that what does that even mean for people who may not even know what simp the means? sony simp well simp is something you should look up on urban dictionary but <laughs> basically yep. uh i I've kind of like hopped different camera brands for a couple of years and then the a7s3 came out mm -hmm. and I just I can't be one of those guys that's like I'm not biased because I totally am biased now I think the a7s3 is the best mirrorless camera <laughs> <laughs> for anybody like <laughs> yeah. most, for video for sure but I'm just obsessed with it I think it's amazing there's and no flaws. <laughs> I, seriously, though. Like, it's like gonna, the, the color is great. The battery life is great. The flip screen is perfect. They the, just the they mic made jack a super camera. Even on the right spot. Like, yeah. Full size <laughs> HDMI, everybody. Full size HDMI. The EVF. And it's then, beautiful. And then all the E-mount lenses are so great, including the 20 mil that you have that yes. a lot of my friends have used as well. It's just the perfect YouTube camera. It's amazing. I just bought a Helios 44.2 oh, yeah? vintage lens, and, and it got sexy. delivered to the wrong place. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure that out right now. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a great camera. So basically, Sony Simp is just like confessing my addiction <laughs> kind of thing. Because everybody has already kind of been on the Sony train, yep. and you were like, no, Blackmagic, Fuji, Panasonic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was hopping around for years, and now I found my home. So this shirt and hat is just for all those Sony simps out there that aren't yeah. afraid to show it. So one of the things that makes your content so unique and so great is the comedy that you infuse into the stuff. Is that like intentional? Are you trying to be something, or is that just you just being you? I I mean, it's definitely intentional because I feel like in the beginning of YouTube, when I was experimenting on my channel. I kind of tried the cool guy stuff. And I think a lot of people start with that. You know, like, let's do some B-roll. And we talked about this a little bit on the, last, on the last podcast. But, I mean, I just can't be that. We totally talked about this last time. Yeah. But no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I, I've intentionally now started to implement that, especially into Kino Tika videos. I just, I found, I feel like I found my recipe for camera reviews. Yes. I, I like to present information that's helpful but i want the whole video to be entertaining and have some funny elements so i try to put like a sketch in there sometimes i'll do like a act one two and three of a sketch and put it in the beginning middle and end that mm -hmm. kind of thing if i have the time oh that's great um 
but yeah man i mean comedy's always been my main inspiration like i have a picture of harry from dumb and dumber in my bathroom <laughs> pooping his mind out and it inspires me every morning exactly <laughs> to rid myself of waste um who are some of the other creators that you're inspired by that are doing comedy okay yeah and it doesn't even have to be camera people i was gonna say i don't watch a lot of camera people um camera people i love the idea of like just a, a camera with arms and legs yeah. just... i don't like those they're, they're scary <laughs> no i mean some of the main people i'm inspired by is like nakey jakey i don't know if you've watched him no I all, haven't dude all of his videos are green screen i did a sigma 18 to 35 video came mm -hmm. out today actually and that was all green screen kind of inspired by his style yeah it's not something i'm gonna repeat but i just wanted to kind of mess with that style a little bit i loved it it's it's really repeatable because it's like you said it's a formula yeah and it's something you could do with any anything really. yeah he's i mean i think he's one of those like just absolutely genius creators that nobody can truly copy mm -hmm. because you can tell right away when somebody's copying him um, so yeah, I like him a lot. I like Gus Johnson. Yeah, I, I love him. Yeah. His sketches are just really funny. And I, YouTube suggested his brother to me the other day. Sven is also really funny. And, and I was like, man, this guy's hilarious. And then I was <laughs> like, wait, his last name looks familiar. Wait, there's Gus in his video. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, brothers. What? they're brothers. <laughs> they have they're another... both super awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're so good. Um, I mean, H3 was a huge inspiration for me a long time ago. And I yeah. know you love them as well. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like yeah. they've kind of. I listened to the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been following Frenemies with Trisha Paytas. Oh, yeah, I've watched a couple of those. It's pretty funny, but it's gotten a little toxic. He's kind of just like talking about. They're really that... long too, so I don't really listen yeah. to be honest. But I miss the old H three. I think a lot of the H three fans are are sad. But yeah, it's okay. Uh, I think basically other people started replicating their formula, mm -hmm. and he probably just got kind of sick of it. And then yeah. the podcast is obviously doing very well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them, honestly. Do you like Danny Gonzalez? And I uh, do. Who's the other guy? Dude, Curtis Connor uh -huh. is, I think, my favorite commentary YouTuber solely because of his editing. Mm -hmm. Like, he does so many crazy edits where he'll just, like, distort everything. <laughs> like, he'll destroy the audio, he'll destroy the video quality. I'm not familiar with I, uh, Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden's well. amazing. Like, so, Curtis. Curtis Connor. Connor. His editing is a big inspiration for me, for sure. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. I laugh every time I watch one of his videos. And he typically does one video a week, and they're like 30 minutes long. Yeah. But he keeps me engaged the entire time. I don't know. Yeah, I'm all, I just like weird editing, stuff. though. Well, that comes to what I really want to talk to you about in this interview, and it's something that you and I have kind of privately talked about on the phone. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't want to say frustration but i guess it is frustration with our niche is that yes we're kind of stuck with this is what i found with my experience on indie mogul which kind of because it was a bigger audience i was able to magnify my experience because mm -hmm. it was like a much larger scale yeah so the fails were bigger fails like oh 10,000 views is a fail and 100,000 views is a success mm -hmm. and it was like i really saw the numbers move based on what worked and what didn't <laughs> and also i was coming into an established channel and ted kind of set that channel up in its own it had its own kind of formula already totally so i think me being the quirky funny guy like just kind of pissed everybody off a little bit <laughs> um, oh dude i loved it like but oh, i did have to kind of rein it in a little bit at the end and I, I tried to kind of be a little bit more chill and i still had funny stuff in it but 
I wasn't as like crazy as I was on Kino. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to kind of do my own thing again and kind of be crazy. But, um, but with that, like you look at, I I just had this realization recently, like no matter what in our niche, we have to like show that we know what we're talking about in terms of the cinematography. Yeah. Because like you could be really funny and whatever. And like, what's his name? Camera conspiracy guy. Mm hmm. Like his channel's awesome. His channel's way. hilarious. Love it. But then, like, there's never gonna be that next level, like, you know, Peter McKinnon aspect of like millions of followers, mm-hmm. because Peter McKinnon is like a, a badass like photographer filmmaker, right? And like he's entertaining, but he actually delivers because he's actually good. Yeah. And you're re- you're a really good cinematographer, and I used to be. <laughs> 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 I I've kind of got bored of like filmmaking a little bit mm-hmm. and fell in love with all these people that you're talking about, like Cody Co and H three. And like, it's, it's all about it's the content balance. for them. Like they're not concerned with lighting and camera settings. Like some of them, their videos look really nice, but I don't ever care about that. No. Like, are you making me laugh? Are you doing funny edits? Like well, the editing is actually really grueling. It's I would a, have, dude, it's amazing. And it takes like, it's a lot of motion graphics, green screen. Oh my gosh. Like one of Curtis Connors videos that like, if if you saw the editing timeline, I bet it would be insane. Yeah. Like so much sound design and crazy cuts and weird effects and stuff. Like I have so much respect for that. It's just a different style of media. It is. But I, I'm so attracted to it. Me too. And I don't know how to ride that line because I was just talking to you before we uh, did this interview. I was kind of like, yeah, screw it. I'm not going to do camera stuff. I just want to do like comedy entertainment. And then it's been like a week and the A1 comes out. I'm like, oh, I want to do an A1 video. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I love camera stuff and it's always going to be annoying for me to not talk about it because yeah. I love cameras and it's just part of us. Yeah. It's, it's easy to talk about it. You're a Sony simp. I'm a simp, baby. I'm fine with it. Um, so what do you think the answer is? I mean, we're, I think you and I are trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, how do you be like respected in terms of like people subscribe to Gerald, Potato Jet, Peter, Maddie because they're good filmmakers because they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. We obviously know specs. Yeah. But then again, like I kind of want to throw all that out and just make it entertaining. Dude, I'm so glad we're talking about this because this is why I've taken a week off from my channel is because I just need like brainstorming time because I'm kind of stuck on this too. But I've been thinking about it all week because I don't want, I just, I, I don't want to be cool guy. Like me and you, we can't be cool guy. We know that. We have that part figured Sam out. Sam Colder. Could yeah. you imagine? <laughs> we should do like a Sam Colder spoof video. Shirtless. Dude, I've thought about that too. It's just to like <laughs> making memes and stuff based on the camera world. But I've tried that and it doesn't really go too that's, well. That's what I'm saying is like, all the effort we're spending making comedy in a completely different niche, if we were just breaking down like a Disney Channel movie, mm-hmm. would be so much more successful. It'd be really fun, but like you said. But we love cameras. And I think we need to kind of push new ideas into the yeah. camera space too. So Am I too egomaniac about like the numbers maybe? I think I might it's, be too. I mean, I'm YouTube too... programs us to worry about that. Yeah. So um, you know who Jared Pullen is, I'm sure, right? Mm. Yeah. I really like his stuff for the most part. He's He's been consistent. My too. gosh, he's a beast. Yeah. So he does like daily podcasts sometimes, and I don't ever listen unless it shows up on my suggested. And I listened to one one time, and he pointed out the setting in the YouTube analytics that's really unhealthy is when you click, you go into your analytics, and it 
there's like a red arrow pointed down or a green <laughs> arrow pointed up how your current video is doing compared to all your other videos. And if you see that red arrow, it just like it destroys me. Yeah. It's like, oh, all this effort I put into and I get that stupid red arrow. Just stuff like that. Like we get programmed to be concerned about the numbers. Mm -hmm. Basically, and, for people who don't know, the green arrow means that your video is actually outperforming your last 10 videos. Okay. And then the red arrow means it's underperforming compared to the last 10. Okay. So um, for anybody who's listening who isn't aware of the YouTube mm -hmm. analytics, basically YouTube's always encouraging us to be better than the last one. Yeah. You know? But it's impossible to always outdo yourself over yeah. and over. And I think that can make it easy to get obsessed with just making this like perfectly curated camera video that has people engaged the whole time and it just like gives them the perfect information or whatever yeah. instead of just like making something fun and entertaining and not worrying about that stuff. Exactly. And that's what I want to do is I want to like not worry about the haters who aren't going to like it. Cause I call them Da Vinci dingle boys. <laughs> so those are people who dislike your video because you made a joke in the first 10 seconds uh -huh. or you zoomed in too far and diluted your 4k resolution those are da vinci dingles and, and they probably use da vinci <laughs> yeah that's why you're i have nothing against da vinci it just like sounds like a, a snarky <laughs> filmmaker term <laughs> i don't know you did come up with the uh the line in gear guy which is uh the da vinci resolve line what is it oh what was that um, <laughs> i don't remember that i don't remember but zach actually helped film the gear guy video that was so fun we did that in I think we shot the whole thing in four hours. Yeah, we did. And then I ended up having to do some pickup shots later with, with Jake. Turned um, out great, too. And it I took, loved it. I remember you are like, hey, when are you going to finish it? I'm like, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. like, it took me about six months to finish it. Yeah. Such a cool project. Though. Anyways. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like, you have kind of this split kind of thing where you have people who get pissed off that you're not being serious because I feel like tech and camera stuff is very serious. Mm-hmm um for some reason yeah it's it's strange i mean so what i've been figuring out is if i just make the stuff that makes me laugh i'm gonna find an audience that it makes them laugh too mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like now on my personal channel i have this small group of like internet pen pals yeah. that we just like we can laugh at these dumb videos that we're making together and um well i'm jealous of your personal channel because even though you're I don't that's the wrong word to use. I'm not jealous. I, like I'm proud of you. I I <laughs> I am love aspiring. you. <laughs> I think like what you've been able to do with your personal channel is actually really great because it's been a slow burn and you've been able to like you said gr have this tight group of people that are 100% your like clan, your people. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed um because I like to analyze everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, you'll post a video on your um personal channel and you just get a ton of comments of people memeing yeah that's what i wanted from the beginning like when i found out that i wanted to put humor in my videos that's what my goal was like have people joking around with each exactly. other in the comments Inside jokes yeah exactly stuff like that and so i mean inevitably there will always be a da vinci dingle boy like for the most part like they're gonna show up but <laughs> when you see those people making jokes with each other in the comments and yeah. stuff it it's fine like yeah there's gonna be people that hate your content if you're truly being yourself but mm -hmm. that's fine you don't want them to be your your audience you know because no. they're not gonna enjoy it i think the thing is is when when you get a new dji whatever and you get you have you've had it for a month you shoot your video and then it comes out at the same time as everybody else 
you inevitably get all these people that have no idea who you are right. watching your stuff. Yeah. And if you're like talking about Sony sent by my merch <laughs> and like they've never seen Zach Mayfield before, they're like, who the heck is this oh guy? Oh my gosh, right? dude. And that's what I found <laughs> when I was doing Kinetika. That's what I found is like I would get, you know, there's this one time where I did a review of the Osmo action and I didn't turn the stabilization on. And comment after comment was like, this guy's a stupid idiot. Like they were mm. calling me names, Jeez. you know, a million dislikes, not a million. It was like a couple hundred dislikes. And I got like really depressed and kind of, I stayed up all night finishing the video. So I was already like in a weird mental state. Yeah. So and, much work and they just dump all over it. Yeah. And I kind of had to realize like, first off, you really have to have thick skin to be on YouTube anyways. Mm -hmm. But then also um, those types of videos, you're always going to have these people that just discover it through search or through suggested. Yeah. And you kind of have to almost like ride the dial a little bit. It's like this video is for me, for my audience. This video is for everybody. And then hopefully I can slowly suck them in and yeah. make them part of my crew. Like how do you ride that dial? <laughs> I'm not good at it, dude. <laughs> I, I kind of just crank it to 11 most of the time, <laughs> honestly. Like I did a Canon R6 review and my original title was Canon R6 a great camera not worth buying and dude that review video got decimated in the comments it got so many dislikes it's a good title yeah i mean it worked it got people to watch but they all hated yeah. it and it had a lot of humor in it like i was i mean my sense of humor is already like sometimes you can't tell if i'm joking because i'll say things really seriously but it's like yeah. i'm saying ridiculous things mm -hmm. Parks and Rec, Office. Those yeah, are all your I was comparing the camera to like a girl who like drinks too much at parties and stuff. Like, yeah. it was it was just dumb and fun. And my overall message on the camera was, it's really good. The images are beautiful. I love the camera. I just wouldn't buy it for video for myself. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, but like there were people commenting like, "Let's all dislike it and teach this guy a lesson." I was <laughs> wow. like, "Are you serious? Like you did you did not camera, watch the whole video?" Camera people are really like sports fans almost <laughs> it's pick like, a team and kill the other team yeah and uh, it's so weird i mean although here we are on team sony now i guess yeah that's true you know, I, I um kind of I, I wouldn't say the word reluctantly got the c70 which we're shooting this video on hi um it's overpriced it's big and clunky i personally would rather have the a7s but this type of stuff i'm doing moving forward is like i have five audio inputs and yeah I'm shooting outdoors all day and I don't want to have to like put indie filters on and off. And it's a sweet camera too. I'm like, about to review it in a couple weeks. Yeah. It's kind of like the perfect all in one thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a chunky boy for sure. It is a thick boy. When you handed that to me today, I did not expect it to be that big. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, like we both like the A7S3, but I have an XT4 in my closet. I have a, a Lumix S5 that I'm going to be testing. Like I'm not truly like i don't hate other camera yeah. companies well that's why every camera is good right now it's that's like, why we're camera reviewers right yeah we're camera people yeah we're camera <laughs> <laughs> shutter speed when you um when when i first met you you were vlogging you were doing all sorts of different types of videos now you've really been doing <laughs> you've, obviously because of canantica you've focused on camera stuff and i think we talked about this in the previous podcast about how you kind of decided to s focus on filmmaking. Yeah. Now it's been, I guess it's been a, a little over a year, about a year mm -hmm. that you've made that decision. Yeah. Um, how's it going? Like, do you <laughs> like it? Do you want to do other things? Does it feel like you're kind of in a box? You want to hear my honest thoughts, Dave? Yeah. Okay. So 
I love Kinotika because I feel like I cracked my code for so long. Like you said, I was experimenting on YouTube. I was doing so many things that didn't make any sense to put on my channel. Like I was trying commentary and stuff. And since then I've privated those videos. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like I cracked my code with camera reviews. I want it to be informative, but funny and lighthearted. Like my overall message is like, I want to talk to you about a camera, but I'm not going to take this over seriously because mm -hmm. all cameras are good now. The important thing is like, just go make stuff. Yeah. So that's like my message and I found my format yeah. for camera reviews. But since I got hired by Kinotika, mm -hmm. my code has been shifted over to that channel. Yeah. To, so to be honest, like I feel like I'm treading water on my personal channel right now. Mm -hmm. I found out that people like these weird like bi-weekly Q and A's that I do where I just sit They're down great. and read comments. And people every time say they really like them. And I'm like, I'm just sitting in my room. But that's what the commentary channels do. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, how could this be so simple? I know. It's like, <laughs> I'm, it's so low effort. Like, I feel guilty almost. So my issue right now is I'm trying to crack a new code with my personal channel. So mm -hmm. I, I, I've realized that vlogging works on my channel. As much as I don't really like being labeled a vlogger, it works on my channel when I do vlogs about camera stuff. So I want to come up with a new format or like flip vlogging on its head somehow. And that's like why I took a week off to brainstorm. I like that. So how about yeah. we hire Connor to film us? <laughs> Dude, for real. And then he'll just vlog our work days <laughs> and then just make him edit it. We just work in the same room and then have our own little office show. That'd be so fun. That'd be so fun. I mean, we've been here. We are dreamcasting on the podcast, but I mean, yeah. You, me, and Connor, we all hung out, gosh, before he left Kinetika. Yeah. You came to California because you were doing a show, and we went to the beach, and, like, I was just like, yeah, look where we live, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you're both coming back. Now we're back. We were living in Laguna, which was, like, a dr total dream. Paradise. I dude. mean, I never took that for granted. Like, I every day I could, I would go to the beach because it was so – growing up here – totally landlocked like yep. the fact that we were right next to that most gorgeous beach ever in laguna like i was going there probably twice a week yeah i probably people were like people who live there kind of get tired of the beach i never got tired of it it's so beautiful <laughs> but uh anyways we were just like walking around looking at seals getting like <laughs> cool footage of just stuff and we were just talking and i think we were almost looking at i was potentially gonna see if i could hire you or something mm-hmm and it ended up, you know, not obviously not working. I was out. like so prepared to quit my band and move <laughs> to California. I was so pumped. It and fell through, but then it wasn't the right time. Yeah, it just wasn't the right timing. And here we are now. A lot has changed. I mean, you're the host of Keenan Tika, <laughs> yeah. and Connor is about to like be solo again. Essentially, I think mm -hmm. he's going to continue working with Armando. Yeah, I think remotely. so. I but, hope so. Uh, yeah, and. Um, you know, I'm doing my own thing and like Crazy. it's fresh for something else. And so I don't know what it's going to look like, but um, I think it'd be pretty cool. Connor has told me a little bit that he might want to bring back the cameras and coffee idea. Yeah. And then us three could do it together, but he would kind of run the show. That'd be sick. Which I'm totally down for. Yeah. But ever since I met you guys three years ago or two and a half years ago now. Yeah. Something clicked that very first day. We're like, okay, all three of us are idiots. So we all like cameras and YouTube. This is sweet. And you and Connor relate on the video game stuff. Yeah, too. we play video games like daily. <laughs> it's Don't awesome. you play together? Yeah. Oh, wow, Yeah, awesome. we play together almost every day. But we've all thought from the beginning that 
at some point we would do something together because there's such a natural fit there. So whenever that happens, I'm excited. We'll, we'll just have to see. What, <laughs> Everybody listening happens. to this is like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I don't know if we want to watch that. Yeah. Um, but uh, while we're on the topic of, again, just comedy and, and YouTube, you know, what is it do you think that makes, let's say potato jet who, you know, you and I are fans of mm-hmm. Gene is like, he's amazing. So good. What is it that you think is working for him so well? Potato Jet is an interesting case, man. He's got such a vibrant personality that's really easy to get hooked on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he has this innocence about him. <laughs> yeah. But it's also funny because he'll have shots of him like drinking tequila in the background, and be like, oh, what's going on? Like, yeah. I don't, he's very entertaining because you can tell he gen- genuinely has a ton of knowledge mm-hmm. on cameras and he will give it all to you. And he's like, the actual DP. Like, Oh my gosh. Before yeah. he started YouTube. So. And he just rattles off information. Like you can tell he's not fully reading a script either. Yeah. Like he is, he just got it in the chamber. And I think the fact that he started including his friends, um, is it Sam and Dylan? Mm-hmm. Dude, they have their own that. show now. I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's a really cool situation. Like I like watching Gene's vlogs because it's like, oh, I'm watching the the Gene, Sam, and Dylan show. Exactly. And, and his girlfriend, Carrie, is that her mm-hmm. name? Yeah, they have characters now. Exactly. So, like, you're invited into his life, and it's like a behind-the-scenes look of his life. So, mm-hmm. he's hanging with his friends. They're making the videos for Potato Jet Channel. I don't know. I just – it's so simple, but it works. Yeah. I, I love what they're doing. I think we've talked about this on the phone before, about how, like, you look at kind of the biggest YouTubers, Mr. B, Slogan Paul, Dobrik – and they all have these crews. Like it's, it's yeah. basically a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you listened to my interview with Hayden, who's the editor for Logan. But, I haven't heard it yet. Um, he, I brought this up. I was like, one of the key ingredients, I think, to Logan is kind of the crew. And he's like, absolutely. We actually think about Logan Paul's videos as if it's a sitcom, like the TV show Friends. Yeah. And I mean, in their case, they're actually fully employing their friends. <laughs> right to essentially be actors in their show. That's so cool. But like, I think that is one of the key ingredients is, and it's, you got to remember there is an algorithm and there's things you can do to like check off the algorithm on YouTube, but the people watching the videos are actually humans and Mm -hmm. (laughs) humans connect with humans. And I think once you start to include other people in your content and they're almost like regulars, like a TV show, you start to connect with those people. It's like, oh, I, I have a friend just like that person. Yeah. Or whatever. And um, so, again, that, that's why I'm excited that I'm here because I think you and I, can I think start we need to that. put each other in each other's videos. Seriously. And just like, <laughs> just for fun, you know, like just to, to have a homie to make videos with. I noticed, Matt, do you know, do you follow Matty Apoya as well mm-hmm. on YouTube? He, he just hired his brother. Yeah, be, I saw that. That was so cool. And he posted an A1 video yesterday, and his brother's all in it. And I think, you know, I'm going to reach out to him and be like, dude, I love this because it's obvious that, like, he's going to become kind of a side character now. Yeah. And having those types of people, y- your roommate is in a lot of your videos. Yeah, Caden's in some of my videos, and my sister, Jaden, I've included her in some videos because we made videos since we were kids together. I love that. And anytime she's on Kino Tika, people love it. She's it's so hysterical cool. They're like, too. bring your sister in more videos. <laughs> like, what about me? Just kidding. <laughs> no, she's, dude, she's so awesome. She's really fun. And I feel like when I'm filming with somebody else, I feel more like myself because 
it's not just me talking into a camera. It's exactly. like I'm with a person exactly. and the camera, the audience happens to be there too. You know, it's not totally fake. Exactly. Like you're just hanging. So I want to figure out that balance of including people like you consistently, but I also just want to change up the format a little bit. Like I've been trying to think about like, how can we make vlogs fresh and not cringy yeah. and stuff? So I've thought about like incorporating some like sketch content into it somehow. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Well, I mean, Dobrik was doing that. He would. Oh, was he? Yeah. If you go back and just kind of study some of his stuff, I mean, he would have skits inside the vlog. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. damn it. We'll <laughs> <laughs> have to change it up. <laughs> but no, nobody's doing it in our like niche, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I experimented with uh, a vlog. Um, it was the Black Magic 4K, 6K video or something. And I actually had a guy film the whole time. And it was like a v he was filming me film the review. Oh. So it kind of like I would put the review in the edit. But then throughout the entire review was this vlog format. Mm -hmm. And it really flowed well. And it was I think it was entertaining. I don't know. That sounds fun. I feel like I do a better job on camera when somebody's holding a camera because it me puts too. me into performance mode. Exactly. But then you have to like hire somebody. Cause <laughs> you, I don't want to just like make people do that for free or anything. Um, well, yeah, we got Connor. Yeah, Connor's coming. <laughs> Take my money, Connor. <laughs> Hold my camera. <laughs> yeah, how's this going to work? How, like, I guess we'll just, you you can have Connor on Monday. I'll yeah. have Connor on Tuesday. <laughs> right, we'll just trade off. And then we'll do a threesome on on, <laughs> on Wednesdays. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, that's attractive. Um, I noticed uh, on a couple, I think on your last Q&A, you talked about Gerald and, and what he's done. Can you like talk about oh. your kind of research and analysts of <laughs> what you've learned about Gerald Undone and how, you know, he's been able to have success? Yeah. So I have a theory about Gerald. Um, so if you watch pretty much any camera review... I feel like th at some point in the video, they say, I'm not the most technically expert or like scientific person with cameras, but Gerald Undone has this video and you should go watch that. So I, my theory is that Gerald saw that in a bunch of camera videos and he's already smart, I'm sure. But I wonder, I'm wondering if he was like, you know, maybe I'll be that guy that, that is the scientific person, that is the technical person because there was a, a gap in that market. Mm -hmm. That's my theory is that he just like saw a void in the camera market and just exactly. filled it, which is like a basic business principle. You find yeah. a gap in a market and you create a product that mm. solves that, that problem or fits that need. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And I've, I had him on about a year ago. Um, and I would love to have him on again and kind of bring that up because in, a year ago, even he wasn't as like focused as he is now. Yeah. I feel like, what I love about him and what I've constantly been trying to figure out from my own stuff is how to make something that you think about Gerald and you immediately know what mm -hmm. it is. It's purple. It's purple and it's, tech specs. <laughs> but, but even the format, like every video that he makes, I know exactly what I'm getting when I click the video. And he always delivers. And he always delivers. Always. But you just remove, you know, you just swap out whatever camera he's reviewing and then just put it in that format or that formula 
and it, it works every time. Yeah. And I love how, and your friend, uh, or, you know, the guy that you were talking about, the comedy guy that does all the green screen stuff. Oh yeah. Curtis Connor. Same thing, right? Like mm -hmm. every time that one of his videos pops up, you in your mind have an idea of what it will probably be. Oh uh, yeah. And the title and thumbnail are like funny enough, but even he's already sold himself to you. So no matter what the title is, you're going to watch it anyways. Right. right. That's, and even your Sigma video today, I, I was thinking, I was like, this could be a format for you mm -hmm. because it's just you on a green screen and it was really funny and you have <laughs> lots of great memes in there and you could do that about anything. You could do that about an old camera. You know, you could do a, a video about your 7DD, which yeah. was one of your first cameras. Yeah. You could do that whole thing uh, with that same format. Right. And I love how simple that is. Um, I started a like a Christian uh, devotional channel. I've put on pause now because I got too busy. <laughs> and you're <laughs> but, traveling across the country. But it was basically I would start each episode like reading a devotional, and then I would like answer a comment, and then that would be the end. And I did it every day, and I loved having just a routine. Yeah, that's a super good point. You you know what to expect from that creator, mm -hmm. so you create that repetition. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's hard to find. And consistency. Yes. Too. Yeah. He's old, Gerald is so consistent. Mm -hmm. He consistently delivers on the quality of the information. The, uh, and then obviously like, I don't expect him to go out with the camera and like film out and about. Yeah. Because he's never really done that. And that's so, what every other person exactly. usually does. So and I, do, I do like going out. It's kind of fun yeah. to get out of your studio, mm -hmm. but I'm sort of jealous of like Gerald or in comedy niches like Danny Gonzalez or these other commentary channels where they're just sitting at their desk. Yeah. You know? But I think the prep time and scripting and stuff would be so much work. Yeah. Those guys, I bet be. those guys put hours in. Yeah. Even Gerald, like I mean, he does extremely in-depth reviews and yes. stuff. It's impressive man he um i've asked him and uh he like word for word beginning to end it's all completely scripted yeah so um which doesn't surprise me because yeah. it's it's pretty tight and it's very informative so it makes sense you don't want to make mistakes or yeah. just guess so. and then again it comes back to like okay well every funny person that's successful like kai or potato jed you know there has to be this flip side of like for Potato Jet, he's also a really good cinematographer. Mm -hmm. And even with Gerald, like he's got all this information and, and that's it. It's like he's put so much time and effort into the information. That's why I keep thinking, like, am I wasting my time? Because if I just make comedy, like a parody video, and that's it. And all the only value that you get is entertainment. Does that work in our niche? Because I feel like there has to be a flip side of like actual knowledge, actual expertise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it would work in our niche. I'm not sure. I mean, I've kind of tried a little bit, but I feel like people with camera stuff really want information because at the end of the day, you're helping buyers make decisions. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I try to put the information first and the entertainment is like kind of the underbelly of the project. Yeah. Like I want it to be fun throughout, but at the end of the day, this is helping you make a, a decision on how to spend potentially thousands of dollars. Yeah, exactly. So, it's a big task. That's why <laughs> exactly. I'm giving up. <laughs> I'm done. No, no, no. No. I think there's I think there's something there and we we just haven't like cracked the code yet. Yeah, we'll crack it. Yeah, we'll crack that code. Oh, we'll just freaking crack 
it. <laughs> what are you most excited about like this year going into 2021 in the in the industry on YouTube? What are some things that you've been excited about? Mm, dude, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> I'm just trying to survive through. Oh, it is 2021 now. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Not only that, it's like almost March or no, no it's February. Gosh, yeah. I think I'm really excited for things to start happening again with like meetups and like NAB and stuff yes. like that. It probably won't be till 2022. Probably. Maybe. I really hope at least then, but I'm just excited to start meeting people in this world. Yeah. And not just doing it all alone. <laughs> and honestly, having you and Connor back, I'm really looking forward to that to see what we can do Me together too. just for enjoyment, you know, yeah. just with the bros. Oh, you know. What about you? No, I think that's exactly it. I mean, uh, I've been looking forward to moving back because of, because of you and mm -hmm. I didn't I mean we didn't know until this week that Connor's moving back so it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy but yeah we I think you and I both knew he would show up eventually yep. <laughs> yep. us three are together yeah I'm stoked um and uh I've never been I've never uh until except for the very very beginning of my journey on YouTube I've never had my own thing because mm -hmm. I got swooped up by Kinetika after I made four videos on my personal. Oh, is that fast? Yeah. That's <laughs> so amazing. It was a total kind of like, you know, blessing for sure. Uh, we were, uh, my wife was pregnant with our first kid and, uh, you know, I needed work and I got this random email. It's like, Hey, would you host this channel? We'll pay you. I was like, yes. <laughs> it sounded really shady. And, um, anyways, uh, so that's why like I started working for Kinetika right away. That's so cool. And then obviously hopping from Kino to Indie Mogul, um, you know, so now I get to have a fresh start with my own personal channel, uh, which is a lot of pressure as well. Cause I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? But I've noticed it's really hard to come up with ideas when you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, It's very hard. Like now that it's a good point. Now that I do Kino Tika, I know exactly what I have to do. I got to make stuff about camera stuff. That's it. So now on my personal channel, like I could do whatever I want, but kind of hard to come up with ideas sometimes like that you <laughs> yeah. know so exactly. i'm excited to see what you what you make after you take a little break and work, yeah you know like take some time to chill it's, out it's good to like i've never had in three years i've never not needed to like post a video every week although here i am doing the podcast but. <laughs> right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like uh this is easy you know there's m minor edits on this mm -hmm. but i'm probably gonna be doing like crazy zooms and awkward you have to bleep out a lot this. of things yeah exactly like, Flipping crap and dump. <laughs> you better bleep that out so it sounds intense. So if you haven't subscribed to Zach's channel, definitely do it. Simp Nation. Join. Also, uh, also Kinetika as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Both. Um, but <laughs> Dave uh, Mays, Golden yeah, Hour. Dave Mays. You know, we got the Golden Hour podcast. We got the Dave Mays channel as oh, well. Oh, is that your own shirt? No. Oh. It looks like it. It says Saturdays. <laughs> I was like, maybe that's a, a D Maze thing. That's cool, though. I just bought it because the design looked kind of cool. But yeah. It's called Saturdays, and I think it's kind of a, a weed connotation. <laughs> I've never smoked in my life. But it so. looks cool. And that's it what matters. It looks kind of cool. Um, but yeah, thanks for being on, man. Dude, thanks for having me. Let's shake hands. Here's your scholarship. Love you, Philip Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's it. Are we done? That's it. Cool. That's a wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Zachy Mafe, a good friend of mine. Again, go subscribe to his YouTube channel, Zach Mayfield, and his other YouTube channel, Kino Tika, if you haven't already. 
Also, go over to YouTube and search for the Golden Hour Podcast. Subscribe to that as well. Hopefully, we'll be doing some clips soon, so be on the lookout for that. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast, and we'll see you next week.